Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 42. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, bringing you golden nuggets from the front line of leadership and all things involving business communication and showing up as the best version of yourself every time that you're speaking with your peers, your teams, or your customers. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I have been busy lady. I have been away from you for a while. It's been a minute, right? I haven't produced any episodes for a while because I've been a traveler. Yes, in February, I had the privilege of going to Sao Paulo, Brazil to train an extraordinary cohort of leaders from an American insurance company. And then in March, I went to Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, my first time traveling to either of these places, and trained another cohort of extraordinary leaders. And I've just, I've just been floating around the planet, like <laughs> delivering three-day masterclasses to extraordinary people. Life is beautiful. Uh, it has been such a joy and privilege to do this kind of deep work with these individuals uh, across the world. And it's so clear that everybody, no matter where you are in the world, if you have a conversation that you need to have with a peer with your team, with a customer or a key stakeholder, you need these kinds of skills. You need leadership speaking skills. You need business communication skills so that you can show up as a speaker who speaks with impact, authenticity, and human connection every time you speak. So today, you know what? I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating the end of season three. And if you remember, and if you've listened to the other episodes in this season, I was on a mission this season to discover what embodiment is. You remember that? <laughs> My whole journey of, I want to spend this whole season talking about embodiment. And I'll be speaking to people. I met Gisela, Rosha, and we spoke together about her extraordinary work. I discovered lots of other conversations that I didn't have online, but that I had outside of this radio show. And I have now, for the past year, been putting together this sphere of knowledge and deeper understanding about what embodiment is. And I've come so far as to even create my own definition of what it is. So I want to spend this episode kind of connecting all of those dots. Does that sound good? Are you ready? Let's jump into this topic and let's start harvesting some golden nuggets. I think you'd agree with me when I say that human beings are communication machines. We are complex. We are extraordinary. And we are designed to connect with each other. If you think about it, think about our five senses. Think about our 43 muscles in our faces. Think about how every time we move a muscle in our body, we are creating some sort of a micro gesture that is a mirror to how we feel about something, what our mood might be, what our personality is, or even what our opinion is about something, right? So we are constantly exposing how we feel to the outside world through our bodies. And obviously, in our millions of years of evolution to become this form, this communication machine, we've been adapting to our needs in surviving our, in our communities. 
So, you know, we are like a full frontal sideways and backwards read on moods, personalities, opinions, and everything else that goes inside of what communication entails for our species, human to human. And I'd like to say in my observations of people in my lifetime that we are at our very best as communicators when we use our whole bodies to, in quotations, speak. Yeah. I feel like our presence is, in this case, when we're using our whole body, our presence becomes authentic and uninhibited. Our voices in this state of our whole body speaking are freed and natural, and our body language is open and unblocked. And here comes the fun part. This is now my definition of embodiment. Those three things happening that way authentic and uninhibited presence, freed and natural voices, body language that is open and unblocked. Here is the new word that I'm coining from my journey now. I call this state of having all those things running at the same time and the body speaking, I call this embodied communication. Yes. Boom, y'all. That is the title of what I am coming up with after this year of searching for what embodiment is. Embodied communication is authentic and uninhibited presence. It is freed and natural flowing voices, and it is bodies that are open and unblocked. Do you get me? Are you taking notes? This is my new definition. Embodied communication. And let me tell you, when you switch on embodied communication for yourself, aka when you know how to do those three things, <laughs> presence, voice, and body, this state allows you to communicate with audiences large and small, so an audience of one or an audience of a thousand, and it allows you to connect with them in a way where they feel your vivid and visceral and genuine connection with them. They feel your humanity. Yes. This, I have figured out in this past year, is what I teach. This is what I teach. I am teaching the leaders and the teams through my keynotes internationally, through my master classes, and through my deep, deep work in leadership speaking core with the leaders that are selected to be in this program. This is what I'm teaching them to do. I'm teaching them how to tune in, tap in, and activate their embodied communication. And from my point of view, as an expert in this field of business communication and leadership speaking, Embodied communication is the stuff of the best communication on earth. Just think back to the last time that you felt completely in flow when you were in communication with someone or some people. Think back to that state of your presence being free, open, uninhibited, accessible. Think back to your voice just flowing out of your body. And every word hanging in the room because you brought those words to life. Think about your body moving in congruence to what you are saying so that there's a relationship between the words that you said and how you move your body to support that message. This is embodied communication. And I know everyone listening has experienced this. I know it. Because we spend a lifetime developing the skill as we are communication machines. We are constantly communicating. 
And there will have been times in your lives, ladies and gentlemen, when you have been in this state of embodied communication. Now you know what it is, because <laughs> I've just given it a title. And now you know what to look for. It's a state of flow in communication. And you know what? You can also think back to when you were sitting in an audience and listening to someone and everything, all the bells and whistles were ringing in a positive way. All the dots were connecting. You were feeling connected to that speaker. You felt in tune with that speaker and that speaker seemed to be in tune with you. They were inside embodied communication. So this is the magical formula, guys. This is it. I discovered my little treasure in this hunt for what embodiment is. Now I know, and I'm sharing it with you. So let's get a little more practical now for a second. You know, I feel like there's a lot missing from how people are showing up in embodied communication. So, you know, this is, this is why I work like all the time, because there's so much work to fix. There's so much to heal because I feel like many people's communication machines, AKA their whole bodies are powered down, waiting on standby and running on less than their full potential. Yep. I feel like people have really minimized the capacity and the native potential of their communication tool body when they communicate. It's this small little tapestry of skills that people use, but there's so much missing. You know, and I especially see this when it comes to the voice, because people have gotten used to using their voice in this kind of narrow landscape. I'm going to exaggerate it now, but it sounds a little bit like this. Right now, I'm speaking in my business voice, and this is how I've been training myself to speak for the past 30 years, and this is how I speak when I deliver my PowerPoint presentations. Now, you and I both know that if you're listening to somebody talk like that, you're going to be bored out of your gourd, mm -hmm. because that person is just using a small little frequency bandwidth of what their voice is capable of. And FYI, their voice is not freed and natural in that bandwidth. It is constricted, reduced, smaller, and broken, if I may say so. So there's so much potential left, potential to go up with the voice, potential to go down, sideways, upside down, twists and turns, flips and curls with the voice. The voice is waiting. Your voice is waiting for you to tap back in to its potential so that you can free it, so you can speak naturally, so that you can communicate with your whole vocal range. Imagine that. Your presence is also waiting for this. So the average presence that I see, remember I define presence as the energy that you bring into the room. Your average presence that I see, the average presence that I see is the presence of contraction, tension, tension being the modus operandi. And tension, if you've heard me speak before, is the enemy of connection. Tension in your hips, tension in how you hold your hands clasped together tightly, tension in your face as you smile because you don't really want to be there, but you're pretending like you do. Tension in your shoulders, tension, creating this contraction, this disappearing act, this under delivery of your energy, of your presence. This is the modus operandi that I see mostly and that I have to work with and, you know, bring back to life because you have a range of presence, just like you have a range of your voice, that native potential. And mind you, when I say native, I'm saying the nascent potential that you're born with because everybody's born perfect. <laughs> everybody's born ready to communicate. And then life happens. Culture happens. Gender happens. 
work happens, school happens, all these things happen. And, you know, you're configuring unconsciously, you're configuring the muscles of your body to respond to your environment, to live in the world you're living in. And those muscles, of course, are going to be creating voices or presence in contraction if those muscles are contracted, if you are reducing yourself, if you shrink yourself, if you are not breathing, right? So the work that I do really is to, one, bring awareness to the fact that you have this native communication potential. It's living inside of you. And two, to kind of take the temperature of where you are right now, right? Where is your voice right now? Where is your presence? What, what is your modus operandi for most situations that you're in and why? And then, of course, to give you the tools to start to do the work to unblock these things that you have constricted because of what I just described, life happening. So there is potential waiting for you in how you show up in your presence. And needless to say, that third pillar of the body, that open and accessible body language is so much more engaging and participatory than closed, disassociated body language. And there, oh, I love coaching this part. I love working on this part with the leaders and teams that I have the privilege to work with. There, it's about rediscovering the feet, the knees, the hips, the movement of the torso, that your body is connected, the head bones connected to the neck bone, right? The neck bones connected to the, I don't know, the hip bone, right? So yeah, folks, to live in your bodies again. And then when all the work is said and done, you've connected your own dots of opportunity and you are working inside your body again. And you have, da-da-da-da, embodied communication. Let's not pretend that COVID-19 did not affect this whole thing, because it did. COVID-19 has left us unhinged, as I said in my most recent TED Talk called Maps to Authenticity. And not only has COVID-19 left us unhinged, but I like to say that the pandemic upended us, ripping the floor from underneath our feet, mm -hmm. both in a metaphorical sense, but also in a literal sense. Because if you think about virtual meetings and the average person speaking in one, they became a talking head and the floor became obsolete. Now, didn't it? Yeah. I think you'll agree with me when I say that everything from the neck down became irrelevant as the head took center stage. And across the world, this became the standard modus operandi for virtual interaction. Do you see yourself in this scenario? <laughs> is this you? You know, and you don't have to look very far to see that this template is still here. It persists today, and it's still the go-to method for how most people show up when they speak to each other online. But every now and then, if you're lucky, yeah, this, this happens every now and then for some awakened human, if you're lucky, you'll see the shoulders, the arms, hands, and maybe even the torsos of the people that you're speaking to. Imagine that. And I love this part. Like, you know, there's something called the online mullet. Have you heard of that? It's not a hairdo. It's when people dress up the top part of their body from the head to the neck to the torso, maybe to the belt line. But then under the belt line, they're in the boxer shorts or the pajama pants or whatever else they may or may not have on. This is the online mullet. My teenage children told me that over spring break, and I, we just we laughed for about 15 minutes together, imagining what that looked like. Anyway, so the online mullet is real. <laughs> 
But at least people are making an effort. Those people who have the online mullet, they're making an effort to show more than their heads. But I got to say that nine times out of 10, it's still the headshot, guys. And every time I see people in this headshot, especially every time I see people who have trained earlier not to be in the headshot, I die inside a little bit. Yeah, something in me shrivels and I think, oh man, people not listening. Come on, guys. Just angle the camera differently. Reconnect. Have the courage to, to be remarkable. Have the courage to show a little more of your body because you know that when you show us your communication machine, the more of it that we see, the more of it we will understand what you are telling us. We will be reading you. We will be listening to you. We will be feeling you. So, yeah, we got a lot going on on the virtual side that is not good for embodied communication. And there's still a lot of work to be done there. And for those of you listening, my invitation to you is to at least do the online mullet. <laughs> yes. So if get out of the headshot and don't make any more excuses. I am so tired of people saying, yes, but my computer and nah, 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 I can't do you know what? If it matters to you that you connect with other people that you're talking to, fix it. Make it work. Angle the computer differently. Build it up on books. Do what you need to do to have a better visual shot of your body. Mullet is, you know, the bare minimum. Online mullet, bare minimum to your, to your belly button. But if we can see your body, you know, more of that, legs. If we see your feet, imagine that if you're online. Now, I know that in the average business meeting, it doesn't make sense to see people's feet. But hey, you have a choice. I have a little stool in my studio where sometimes I sit on it, depending on what I'm talking about and who I'm talking to, and you see the online mullet version. Or sometimes I get up from that stool and I'm walking and moving my body. I do this when I teach online, my virtual training sessions, right? So you have choices and get out of the inertia now of, oh, I just have to do it this one way. You have this nascent potential in how you show up in front of audiences online too. All of this, oh, all of this is just waiting inside of you. You just have to let it out. Mm -hmm, that's up to you. So I'm just so happy to, to be bringing this topic to kind of a close in this podcast episode, celebrating the discovery of this idea called embodied communication from my journey of exploring what embodiment was in this season of Leadership Speaking Radio. And, you know, I just want to give you some other practical resources here now to help you to live your best life as speakers, to help you to show up in your bodies embodied more frequently. How do you access this? Besides working with me, which I would always love and invite, how do you do this on your own? Well, here's a couple of things that you can be doing on your own. Number one, be well prepared for all of your speaking opportunities. Now, you're probably tired of hearing me say this over the years on this podcast, but guys, this is the silver bullet. The more well prepared you are, the less tense you are. The less tense you are, the less in contraction you are in your presence. The less in contraction you are with your voice and the less in contraction you are with your body. You see where this is going? So you give yourself an opportunity to go to a place of comfort and you can relax a little more. And this relaxation or this openness is going to open your presence, your voice, and your body, aka you will be closer to being in embodied communication if you are less tense. Now, the second thing that you can do is warm up. Yes, 
I don't know how many times you've heard me say this or that I say this in every single training opportunity that I deliver. But I always say to you, I say, imagine an athlete who does not warm up before they do their sport. Imagine a performing artist who does not warm up before she dances, before he acts, before she plays her instrument, before he sings. Do you feel me? You see where this is going? Imagine a speaker who does not warm up before they speak. Well, it's probably all of you out there. And I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying this to be real. Warming up is a professionalized version of any endeavor. It's getting your instrument ready. And if you want to be inside of embodied communication, living your truth and presence, voice in your body, guess what? You have to prepare your instrument and get ready for it. Here's my simple recommendation. Minutes before you speak, go somewhere private. A bathroom stall, a hallway utility closet, an abandoned corridor, somewhere where you're alone, and bring your smartphone and some ear pods with you. Listen to your favorite song and move like nobody is watching. Yes, I'm talking about a whole full body shakeout. I'm talking about let it go, let your hair down, move and groove. Finger snap and toe tap. Yes. And then return. <laughs> your body will be buzzing. Your blood will be flowing. It will be full of oxygen. You will be ready. Your instrument will be more warm. You will show up differently in your presence and your voice and your body. Mark my words. One last idea for how to get closer to embodied communication without doing the specific work of working on the craft itself is to get fit. Fitness is everything when it comes to embodied communication because you need to have a corridor of communication between your head brain and your body brain. Your nerve endings, neurons, synapses, and all the other vocabulary to describe your nervous system needs to be connected so that you can send your head signals. Your feet can tell your head what you're doing. Your head can tell your feet what you're doing. So that all of this is working together the way it's supposed to work, the way your communication machine is built. Get fit. Being a couch potato and having no physical movement is going to make it a really difficult journey for you to sense what your left big toe is doing at any point in time. It's going to be a challenge for you to make small adjustments to how you stand, where your knees are pointing, where your hips are. Body awareness through getting fit is powerful, and it belongs in the realm of you professionalizing how you are showing up in front of your audiences. Yes, it belongs in the realm of embodied communication. Getting fit supports this work. And I'm not talking about, you know, become a triathlete or something. I'm just saying, you know, go for walks, maybe start swimming, do something where you move your body more, yeah, or return to a sport that you used to do, okay? So this is my little uh, advice for how you can work on connecting the dots of becoming a more embodied communicator on your own. This is kind of the groundwork. It's kind of like, you know, I love metaphors. So it's sort of like you're a farmer and you're preparing the fields so that these fields are nutrient rich so that you can plant the seeds there and the seeds will grow. You are preparing the fields. You are getting it nutrient rich. You are getting your body ready. You are preparing it so that you can plant the seeds, which are the craft, the actual tools, right? What is it that I can do with my voice? What is it that I can do with my presence? What is it that I can do with my body? Those are the tools inside the craft. And that, you know, you can harvest from some of my other episodes 
on this podcast. Or, got to tell you about an opportunity that's coming up. I am recruiting for the May cohort of Leadership Speaking Corps. Mm -hmm. That's coming up on May 29th through the 31st. I have a few spots left. It's a tiny, tiny cohort of no more than six people. People who apply to be in this program, there's an application and there's an interview process. I'm very picky about who I choose to be in this program. I'm looking for a certain kind of person. If that person's you, you are a leader. You are feeling inside of your bones that you have work to do when it comes to how you communicate with your teams, your peers, and your customers. You want to elevate your communication repertory and you want to do it quickly, intensely, and competently, and safely. And that is what you receive in these three incredibly powerful days of Leadership Speaking Corps, where I bring together incredible humans and we do this deep work. We work inside the craft. You come in one way on the Monday when we start, <laughs> contracted usually, breathing small usually, thinking small usually. And then on Wednesday at five o'clock when we're all said and done, you have your whole future in front of you as an embodied communicator because you have reconnected with your nascent native communication potential. You know who you are, you know where you've been, and you know where you want to go, and you've got the tools to get there. So if this is something that sparks your curiosity, your interest, go and discover more. Go to the website, www.theleadershipspeakingschool, that's all one word, dot com, slash, like, like a big backslash, L-S-C. So that's the leadershipspeakingschool.com, big backslash LSC. That stands for Leadership Speaking Core. That's the page on my website that tells you everything. And if this calls to you from that information, apply. Apply soon because I know that these next couple of days, a lot of people are going to be looking at this website and there are only a few spaces left. So that's it. Yeah, that's your opportunity to plant seeds. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to now wrap this podcast episode up. I am so happy to be back with you. I hope that you've got some real value from this podcast episode. It's been such a joy to spend this time with you. And to close the chapter on embodiment, it is officially closed. Embodied communication is the takeaway. Embodied communication is what we are all capable of. Embodied communication is the way your body is designed to communicate. And I want to remind you that your peers, your teams, and your stakeholders, and your customers want to experience your humanity and feel vivid and visceral and genuine connection with you. And I want you to know that the greatest gift that you can give them is your uninhibited authentic presence, your freed natural voice, and your open and unblocked body language. Go plant the seeds. I'll see you next time, folks. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Bye.